Welcome to WrestleBall Courtside, your source for all things basketball. We are your hosts, as always. My name is JT. Joining me is my good friend, Marky B. What's up? What's up? And today's episode, a lot of controversy to get through, a lot of uh, loose ends and new ends and all kinds of crazy things in NBA. And we might as well get to the elephant in the room, which is Ime Yudoka, coach of the Boston Celtics, has been suspended for the entire 2022-2023 season. Oh my God. Yes. And once again... Adam Silver did not have anything to do with this because it had nothing to do with the Raptors. This was done by Brad Stevens. Well, hold on. We don't know if the NBA has uh, issued all their fines yet. So we'll check next week. Maybe the Raptors do get fined but, uh, the somehow. But the way they're going about it is like everything is hush-hush. Like, uh, Well, that's on the Celtics. So let's get right into the. There's so many facets to this uh, from the team to the issue itself to the media reporting of it. Um, so wh- where do you want to begin on this one? Explain the story, I guess. Let's start there. Okay, so the story is a little bit... uh, It's a little bit... Yeah, it's a little bit skewed because nobody really knows what happened. But uh, the report that came out was that... And I'm going to quote this here. And I think this one is from Woj, if not Shams. It's uh, improper, intimate, and consensual relationship with a female member of the team staff... Eventually, it came to uh, an addition of and accusations of unwanted comments toward her. So, what do you make of that? Um, I'm not sure. It's just strange because a consensual relationship is supposed to be bingo. That's the that's the key. So, right. so here's th- the thing. Right off the bat, um, I think the initial reporting was consensual relationship. That's what everybody cued on. Ha- Does that fit the crime here? No. Exactly. No, it does not. So, like, what are your thoughts on it? There's more to the story, I, I got to imagine. Well, everyone, well, uh, what was it? Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes was the one who's saying that this is a lot more messy than people understand. And I'm trying to think, like, what could be more messy? Like, he was engaged um, to somebody. I forget the girl's name now. Um, so that's probably all messed up now. Uh, he did have, he engaged in... Oh, Ime Yudoka you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so he's engaged to Nia Long. Who's, Hope. uh, what show is she on again? Or I remember her as Lisa from Fresh Prince, uh, Will oh, Smith's, yeah. uh, yeah. girlfriend for a season. Right. And, uh, she's been on other stuff as well, though, but, uh, That's the main one, yeah. Yeah. And they have a kid together, so don't forget that. Right. Oh, uh, that's even worse. Uh, So some other tidbits and facts about this is apparently the Boston Celtics knew about this in July. And at that point, they thought it was a consensual relationship, but they thought it was over at that time. But they also hired uh, their own investigators to look into this. And now all of this. So when this news got leaked, it was basically the end of that investigation. And so nobody really knows what's going on. The Boston Celtics just had their press conference, not any new information out there. It is crazy. Uh, like you said, um, Matt Barnes, who originally came out and came out in support of Ime Yudoka, actually kind of backtracked after that. He said he, after he got the details from somebody who I guess was an inside source, he said, whoa, this is a lot messier than uh, everybody was led to believe. And uh, now he understands where the Boston Celtics are coming from. What do you think... And, and this is all speculation, but what do you think might have happened or what do you think um, is the ex- extent of it to, to, to be suspended for an entire season? 
I don't I don't really know because I'm looking at like a very top tier source in TMZ right now. And uh now TMZ is actually they're pretty legit. I know. I was, <laughs> I was making a joke. Yeah, oh. yeah, I was making a joke, but uh Yeah. Uh it's just apparently see it, all it says really is the Celtics empl- uh, the Celtic in, sorry, Celtics employee who whom Ime Udoka had an affair with uh, helped make his travel arrangements and that job sometimes included organizing travel for his fiance Nia Long. And that's about all you that's all that's about all the information you really get about it. Um I I really don't know. Like even if he treated her badly afterwards, even if he like what could he have possibly have done as a head coach who's not really her boss, I'm right, assuming? Right. Like what could he have done that made this thing so much worse, right? Like uh You know what? Well, we're not in the game of speculation, so let's move on to the other aspects of the story. How did you feel about the uh media reporting of all of this? Um it was also weird. Um one one thing I I saw I didn't really like was Stephen A Smith's sort of take on it and he was saying that the women that are the one or at least the one woman here they need to call her name out and i said and in my head i'm thinking why why does she need to be put in the spotlight like that i feel like that might be more detrimental to her but he's saying he was trying to protect uh, sorry protect um the coach here and uh, if there was some kind of wrongdoing where power you know there was a power play and a power trip uh, I don't know if calling out the female's name is necessarily going to solve anything or make anything better. They're clearly going to investigate. Um, and 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 I just, I didn't like how people started taking sides. It got really emotional many times on first take, um, and as, as, as I'm sure it did on many different uh, media outlets. But uh, it, it became like, uh, I don't know, it became really sexist, somewhat racist. misogynist yeah Yeah, i 100% agree i saw that uh, segment uh, with Stephen a smith by the way and he sort of backtracked after when malika andrews kind of called him out on it and i'm glad she did um because you're right it was really like and there's some parts of what Stephen a smith that said that had some truth about the fact that you know the boston celtics either you fire the guy and you let people know why, or you you handle it in house. Um, but I did see also that that portion where he's talking about, well, you know, there's two people involved here. You gotta also name the the female, which makes no sense. No sense. Because uh, I'm assuming they did a full investigation. They hired a third party investigator, and the the outcome was that Ime Yudoka was in the wrong here. Yeah. He himself came out with a statement basically saying, yeah, I accept whatever fate comes to him from the Boston Celtics. And uh, yeah, I mean, to add on to the media frenzy, though, I thought the uh, uh, initial reporting was a little bit messy as well. Yeah. Because let's let's be honest, a consensual relationship does not result in a one-year suspension. Right. I think with media outlets nowadays, they're just rushing to get a story, not necessarily the right story. So it's just whatever is sexiest at the time. And this is just spicy gossip. So this is kind of the problem with our society now where we're like, we need instant gratification. So we need the news as it happens. Whereas like the real news of what's going on is sort of hidden. Um, so it, it, I mean, it was handled poorly by all media outlets and, and, and I, whatever. That's sort of like a, a bigger issue. It's, it's a huge issue. I mean, we just saw, and we'll we'll probably get into this on uh, Russell Ball Squared Circle. So if you're into wrestling, be sure to check out Russell Ball Squared Circle where we talk all about the wrestling stuff. But over in the wrestling side, there's a lot of crazy media, dirt sheet, uh, you know, um, 
nonsense that's going on right now. Malachi Black obviously just had that huge 10-minute rant on on the dirt sheets. But uh, it's it, like you said, it's a bigger issue than just basketball. And, and um, this was really a prime example of where we are in society today. But uh, like AEW, though, it's like uh, people are leaking this information when they shouldn't be, right? Like these are pretty confidential things, right? Um, if you're going to suspend him, you suspend him. And you can ask questions after. He's, you know, in, indecent, whatever. Um, I hope for the lady involved that she's protected and hopefully doesn't get any more backlash from whomever. It's probably tough to do things like this, especially. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. He might get, I, I don't know. Do you think he's going to get, do you think, uh, he'll be back? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. So that's what I was going to say as well is if you suspend somebody for, for an year. entire year yeah that's probably the same grounds to fire, fire. Them. i think so too uh so whatever he did to get suspended for a year i think is also grounds to dismiss him as well and and there is some speculation that perhaps they're just trying to build their case as Before to not get him. an un you know legal or wrongful e- dismissal exactly whatever, right yeah uh which is you know, definitely possible, but... Um, well, you think he hasn't lawyered up? Like... Oh, for sure. He's lawyered up. Like, they're all... Everyone's lawyering up right now. Yeah. So, uh, we're just going to see what happens. They're definitely probably going to have to fire him. He can't be back in the organization because if things got as messy as they did, according to Stephen A. Smith and his links, there's more than one woman. That, Oof. Right? Like, I'm just saying there are multiple women that... that could possibly be involved out, in this. Right. Yeah. So, uh, maybe that's why it got messy. Now, let's uh, look at it from a different aspect. How do you feel, um, how how good of a job do you think the Boston Celtics did in handling this situation? Yeah, they did. I think they did. I think they did okay, okay. Um, considering how much of a, in the spotlight you guys are and how big of a franchise you guys are and, you know, all the X, Y's and Z. I, th- I think they did a good job. Uh, they reported that he suspended until further notice. And I guess later on it was it came out. I don't know if they said it. That there had been some consensual relations that kind of got no, messy. no. That so was more they like, they didn't give any details, right? On that so aspect. everyone else did, right? So that yeah. so I think they handled it well. It's just everyone else did not. But do you agree with uh, Stephen A. Smith that because it's such a high profile thing in the media now that they should have released some details on this? No, they don't need to release details. I think if it's gonna help, if it's not gonna help anyone, like if it's just gonna give the media like the hundred million dollar payday that they want. No, it's not for them. Um, if there was wrongdoing, if there was, again, I'm always about like, if there's something criminal involved, get the police involved. If not, then okay. Then you deal with it within your organization. We don't really need to know. I, I don't think like, what does that change my perception of anything? Like, I don't know. Ime Uduka, and I don't know. Uh, like, you know, I'm not involved with the Boston Celtics organization. I mean, I mean for the, for the regular Joe, it doesn't mean anything really, right? So I don't think we needed to hear what the issues were unless they were criminal. Then I'd like to hear kind of thing. I think, uh, yeah, no, that's a great way to view it. The only one caveat, just to play a little devil's advocate here, is the one issue I had was on that initial day, people just started going through the Boston Celtics like uh, employee list and just started throwing out names names. and for the boston celtics to just allow all these names to get kind of rubbed in the mud even though probably 
all of them weren't even involved in the situation. Yeah. That one was kind of tough to watch. Yeah. And even in the press conference the next day, uh, I believe it was um, Brad Stevens that said, yeah, it was tough for all these uh, you know, terrific female uh, workers that we have here to have their names dragged in the mud. And, uh, you know, it's not the Boston Celtics' fault, but could they have done something to kind of say, hey, these ladies aren't involved? I think they didn't realize. I think they just, they didn't think that this was going to get out like that. But we know how vicious the media has become and what they're willing to do to get, you know, a list of names of potential, you know what I mean? You're not police officers that you're looking for a criminal here. Like, not that we know of yet anyway, but you're not in any position to be doing that. And you, you're, the powers that the media has is getting a little out of control. Um, so I, I thought, I don't think that was Boston's fault per se, but yes, I think what happened there was they didn't expect that to happen. I wouldn't really have expected that to happen if that was my organization. Um, just because I didn't, I wouldn't think that people could have access to this list, but I guess because everything's on the internet now, it's a little more accessible and obviously you can't trust everybody. So probably leaked that way too right can we get a list of your manager and it, it, it could just be as simple as can i get a list of your all your employees <laughs> yeah right and the be. guy's like sure johnny i'll give you the list and yeah that's that's how easy it is right or yeah who knows maybe somebody uh works as a very low level staff there has access to the emails you know right. you get email right. uh, the address book, everybody you can see everybody's right. position there and you go all that stuff the that organizational easy. chart yep absolutely i um, do it at work all the time i'm looking at all the people at my workplace so yeah um, so that that's probably most likely what happened there. Um, should they have done a better job? I mean, it's hard to say, especially in this new world that we're in, where like everything's accessible. So um, I still think Boston did okay, right? I know it's a tough it. position. Yeah, it's a tough position for sure. Now the other thing I would also like to to mention is a lot of people um, in the media and you know Reddit and just general people um, overall were kind of saying, well, you look at other teams when they let people go. Sometimes they just say, hey. Um, they did something against the you know code of conduct, and right. they've been released. Yeah, something like that. It and, could have been quieter, cleaner. Right, yeah. right. Like, yeah. how did we get to a point where all of a sudden, um, yeah. I think because it was such a mystery that that's why people started just the curiosity. Yeah, right? curiosity is a uh, well, not to mention that Ime Yudoka, obviously a uh, finals finals coach. finals coach, so yeah. he, he's going to be put in the spotlight a little bit more than say yeah. an or, assistant. I mean, you could have talked to him and said, you know, can you release a statement saying that you need to take time off for a personal reason, that you'll be back, and then you know you guys can deal with this sort of at a later date when you have more information, and then that way he could say, due to my family issue, I'll have to leave the organization. It's unfortunate, but I need to deal with this. And da da da. You could it could have been cleaner. You're absolutely right. So. Um, I just think this was a shock to everyone. And again, when Matt Barnes said this is a lot more serious than people know, I think that just opened the can of worms. So that's sort of where we're at with that. Uh, now, before we get into a couple of other questions I had on this, uh, I did want to just say, um, so now they are uh, promoting Joe Mazzula uh, from assistant to their interim head coach. Joe Mazzula has a little bit of controversy from his college days as well. Oh, Obviously, boy. this is a long time ago. He's, I believe, 33, 34 now. So this is, we're talking 13, 14 years ago. But he uh, allegedly grabbed a woman by the neck at a bar in Morgantown, West Virginia, and was suspended indefinitely by the team, I guess, uh, the college team. And the per, uh, the year prior to that, he was charged with under a drinking and aggravated assault while attending a Pittsburgh Pirates game. 
Uh, so just to throw that out there, like the optics and all of this looks really bad. That said, this was from his college days. He's been clean since. And uh, Brad Stevens even said that they fully vetted him when they hired him as an assistant. And so they have no issues with him now. And and listen, people can change. People can be rehabilitated, which seems like the case. But again, just terrible optics all around. Oh, your ass not choking a woman in a bar and like, oh, I recovered. <laughs> I'm like, why made you do that in the first place? But you clearly have an anger issue or something. Right. Well, so. maybe he, he he worked on that though, right? Maybe he's a loving husband now. Like it's it's not really our place to say, but it, it again, I just want to throw that out there because it's just more fuel to this kind right. of crazy Craziness. fire that's happening in, yeah. in Boston right now. Does this affect uh, the Boston Celtics? Great question. Um, in my opinion, yeah, I think it does. Because uh, don't forget that Boston was really terrible until Ime Yudoka took over. And then all of a sudden they went on their crazy streak all the way to the finals. I think Ime Yudoka is a fantastic coach. He is... But uh, he was with them the whole year and they sucked up until January, no? I thought... Uh, oh, maybe I'm misremembering. I thought he got hired like two weeks in or... No, maybe you're right. Maybe he was with them the whole year. I think he was with them the whole year and they sucked. Okay. And maybe that's when the nonsense was going on with him. Maybe. Who knows? And then he like, turned on the fire in January. Right. And then they went on that huge streak where they ended up being second or third um, in the East. So so what I do know is that Ime Yudoka, like, he's a good coach. He He's from the uh, Greg Popovich School of Coaching. He was a Spurs assistant for a long time. Um, and from the Spurs, he was expected to get a head coaching gig, but I think he did bounce around a couple teams. Like I think the, um, Brooklyn Nets was one of them. Um, but yeah, like I think he's a good coach. I think he's a big reason for their success. So I do think it does impact them a little bit, Mm -hmm. not to mention just having any controversy is, is never really good for team mentality. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you think, uh, Boston Celtics, you know, get that said, I still think the Boston Celtics are top four team in the East. So I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, uh, Robert Williams is going to be out four to six weeks. That guy does not seem to be healthy ever. Um, and But when he does play, he's a monster and he basically wins them games. Arguably, he if he was more involved in the Golden State Series, they would have done a lot better. He takes a lot of pressure off ev- everybody on that team. Um, Jason Tatum has a big chip on his shoulder coming into the season. It was terrible in the finals. Um, he's got to show up. Uh, he is still super young, so this was just a sort of a learning curve for him. Jalen Brown was involved with those KD draft rumors. I think he's a little disheartened, although he seems like he's prime and ready to go, and he's always been a Boston guy. He bleeds green, but it is very disheartening when you're in constant trade talks from n- not just KD, but at the beginning of last seasons when they kept saying, is this going to work? This is not working. He needs to be traded. And, you know, it's... And that's the media. But, but here's the I thing, though. There's... He, he's experienced that. He's experienced that his entire career, basically, right. when he's been playing with Tatum, saying, hey, right. it's we always... got Tatum. We don't need you kind of thing. Exactly, like, yeah. But I think, uh, like, in the locker room, I suppose that, uh, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum probably have a really good relationship. So I it never no really impacted them. It's not It's not about the player interactions. It's the management interactions. Mm-hmm. Right? And the thing is, when you have sort of this, now you have an uh, issue with the coaching staff and the staff in general. Now you don't know who you can trust. It becomes a thing, right? Especially like for Jalen Brown, where he's always hearing these rumors and he's like, where is this coming from? And it must be coming from within our own camp. Because then you start, you stop trusting people too. 
Um, I'm listing all the reasons why Boston's not going to do well, but I still think they're going to do well. I mean, they got Michael Brogdon, which will take a lot of pressure off Marcus Smart, who's not a point guard. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um, he's just, he's just, it's too much responsibility for him, right? Um, but uh, by all considerations, they're still a great team. Um, but uh, I, I'm with you on that. I think right? this is just a distraction they didn't need. They definitely didn't. They definitely didn't need it, considering they made the finals. Yeah, coming from the finals, they needed to focus on strictly basketball, and to start off the season this way is is obviously not a good way to start off. No. But like you said, the talent's still there. The players are still there. Uh, obviously, Robert Williams is going to be out for a little while, but you know they they picked up some really good pieces, and yeah. who, they might even pick up more pieces because uh, apparently Jay Crowder's on the block. Yep. So well, they have a lot of. Uh, so the thing is, they have. Uh, so they got Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams the third, who's not going to be out. You have Michael Brog, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams, Al Horford, and Derek White. That's basically your bench, which is not really a bench. So I, I would try to. That's a solid bench, though. Brogdon is a great point guard. Brogdon's he, good. It looks like he's not even starting though. That's a problem. ESPN has the but ESPN doesn't really. Even White is uh, is is decent for a, White a, is a bench role. White was White was good for them. Yeah, but the problem is is guard guard and then Grant Williams a six five like center like. Yeah, we we did see him pop off for that uh, game where he hit like a bunch of threes. But yeah, but I don't see generally, him generally yeah, consistently. Yeah, no. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're right. So I it's, you have three short guys. They're good, but I mean, Robert Williams III is out, so you gotta look for a big. I right? think that's the exactly. I think that's exactly where they're gonna have some trouble this year. Is their bigs? They they don't have a ton of bigs, but at the same time, the Raptors have been like that over the last couple of years. The um, Raptors have long boys. Though. Yeah, that's fair, right? That's um, fair. I mean, if you look at teams in the East, man, you're gonna have to compete with Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, perhaps Bam, if you guys still have him in that category. A lot of people have knocked Bam down a few pegs, saying that Lowry's taken away from his assists, which is true because uh, Bam, in fantasy at least, was huge, like basically a second rounder who's no longer a second rounder anymore because he doesn't really give you the uh, assists. And like oddly enough, he didn't give you like as many blocks as you think. Like, Yeah, but the, that's just... Those are just sickles looking at the stats. If you look at uh, Bam and Kyle Lowry play, they have one of the best pick and rolls like in the league. I think Bam plays very well with uh, Kyle Lowry. Uh, yeah, he takes away some of his assists, but in terms of uh, meaningful uh, impact of the game, I think uh, right. having both of them on the court is a great thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I sure. mean, people got to take off their fantasy glasses from time to time and actually watch the games, man. That's crazy. Yeah, but the thing is, Robert Williams, Al Horford, and Grant Williams aren't going to do it for you as forward. I'm sorry to say that. They're yeah, just, no, for sure. Al Horford's too old. I mean, he 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 plays great, but how long are you going to play him before he breaks down? He's 38, 39. But Robert good, Williams is good, a good-looking guy, though. Right. <laughs> 38 with a face of an angel right um but no seriously you're right no their their bigs are um that's probably their weak point that yeah. said where they make up for it is having freaking jason tatum jalen brown right marcus smart right so uh, yeah they should still be fine but they'll have a like they'll have a problem there at the bigs which is weird because i'm thinking about the golden state series last um uh, the finals nba finals and uh golden state had no bigs either and they still toasted them like in all other positions, right? Well, the thing though is they they did a really good job of knowing when to play. Um, who was it that they have? Uh, who who's their center again? He doesn't start. 
Um, Remember I was saying uh, Draymond Green or Thing or, uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting his name? I keep thinking Jordan Bell, but it, it's not Bell. It's uh, Oh, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember you talking about. You know who I'm talking Kevin, about. Kevon yeah, Looney. K- K- yeah, Kevon Looney. They, I, I, how they did I forget him. that name? But uh, they knew when to play him. Yeah. And when he, he was good, Yeah, man. they started him a couple games where he, he should have been started because he was just grabbing all the rebounds like crazy. I forget which series it was, but... Uh, it might have been against Dallas, but there was a series where he was just so impactful for them. And then the very next series, he he wasn't going to have that big of a role because they didn't need him in that that matchup. So, and I think that's something the Boston Celtics need to do. Right. Yeah. Kind of pick and choose when to play a big guy. And, and you don't need a, a really good big guy. You just need someone to kind of throw in there every once in a while. Right. So interestingly enough, on the Golden State train, not to jump too much, but... Uh, they have their starting five is pretty scary. Um, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Kayvon Looney. They got James Wiseman off the bench, Jonathan Kumanga, Jordan Poole, Jordan yeah. freaking Poole, who yeah. came out of nowhere. I mean, they're 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 such a deep team. Now the problem that they're gonna have is Andrew Wiggins is signed up until this season, 33 mil. What happens there? Um, Draymond has a player option. Um, whether or not he takes it, who knows? He's looking for a max contract. Um, Clay Thompson still got two years, and obviously uh, Steph Curry re-upped for another four years. So the big question is going to be between Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, um, and Jordan Poole, who only, who's only going to make $3 million this year. You're definitely going in on Jordan Poole. You'd be silly not to. Um, and Andrew Wiggins. Oh, a- yeah, absolutely. The, and Andrew Wiggins, they they kind of have to re-up. There's no choice. But the problem is Andrew's going to be looking for a max card. They can't afford all these guys. No, I yeah, it's true. I, I, I really do think that the big three need to take a big, big pay cut, well, especially Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, if they're going to produce like they did last year. I think Clay, Clay making 40 this year and 43 next year, he definitely got to take like a $20 million pay cut. Sorry to say that. Oh, absolutely. He's like a, at this point, he's like a 15, 17 point scorer, yeah. which is a far cry from, from his, you know, 20 plus point days yeah. and being a lethal, lethal, lethal shooter. And Steph's a $50 million player, 60 million by 20, 20, 25, 26, which is insane. Draymond, I have no idea. He's not really a $25 million player in my book either. Um, but he said he's looking for max contract. So I don't really know. The other thing too, there. is Draymond is not afraid to leave. No, he, he's said it. I'm sure he would love to play with LeBron. I'm sure he would love yeah. to play on, on another contender if 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 G, uh, Golden State's not going to pay him. Now, the one thing I will say about Golden State, despite uh, you listing off a pretty awesome roster, is they did lose a couple of pieces there. Right. They lost uh, Gary Payne to the second, uh, who was a big defensive anchor for them. Mm-hmm. Otto Porter Jr. They lost to uh, the Raptors. Yeah, a little bench piece for them. Yeah. They lost Juan Toscano Anderson as well. I right. think he's on the Lakers now. Right. So they did lose a few pieces off the bench. Um, now that said, they do have rookies ready to step up, but are are they actually ready? Like, do you uh, foresee big things from Kuminga and uh, Wiseman? And who's their third guy? Moody. So um, Moody, I don't see too, too much with, and he has team options for 23, 24, 24, 25. So um, I don't see much from him, but Jordan Poole, I think is going to go crazy this year. Uh, but, but that's he did that last year. He right? did that last year, but I think he's gonna go more crazy this year. Yeah. Um uh guy that I'm looking at really is James Wiseman. 
Uh, he should be good to go this year. How many games he plays and how they bring him back will be interesting because this is, again, a guy that hasn't played many college games either. I think, based on the scouting report, the guy's a big that can block, shoot threes. He fits in almost perfectly with their system. He's just got to stay healthy, and he's got to be game ready. So I'm hoping Golden State's worked very hard with him, which I have no doubt that they have, uh, only because they don't have a center. So can you imagine Golden State with a young center? Kind of scary. Um, Kuminga reminds me of Draymond, who, who, who also works with Wiggins. So you got three guys there that play sort of identical games. Obviously, Draymond doesn't play as offensive as Wiggins does. Um, but uh, Kuminga has the potential to do that. But he, Kuminga reminds me more of Draymond, while Draymond is actually training Wiggins to be more like Draymond. Yeah. While Whereas, also being his own thing, right? So. Yeah, Wiggins to me is... I, I I see the comparison, but at the same time, I think Wiggins is his own player. He is an offensive guy who also can play really good D, but mainly he, he can put in buckets when you need them. Also, he's athletic, like he's crazy athletic, athletic yeah. which is something I don't think I can say about Draymond ever in his career yeah. despite being a really really good defensive player well the problem with draymond is he's a six eight power forward center i mean he we kind of see him got we, we saw him get spanked last year because of that like and we knew it was coming it was only a matter of time you're not gonna last too long yeah you have the experience you can definitely steal it but these young guys coming in are very good like it's no joke so um, you're only gonna last so long, and they're used to playing with guys that are your height too. So you know what I mean. Like I don't see Draymond having a loss, lasting effect on this team, um, even in fantasy. I don't see him having. Yeah, especially you if you got guys like Victor Webinyama coming into coming the league. In, yeah. Uh, so no, I agree with you there. Uh, and before we get too far off track, uh, topic here. So we we talked about the Boston controversy. Uh, one more controversy we got to tie up here, and that's uh, the Phoenix Suns. Another one. Chris Paul. Chris Paul's hit another one. Chris Paul is really just cleaning up the league in terms yeah. of getting these owners out of here. But yeah. uh, Robert Sarver, we've already talked about his issues, but he has decided to sell the, the Phoenix Suns and uh, Phoenix Mercury, uh, the WNBA team. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Initial thoughts? Um. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't fit the mold of the league anymore, you kind of got to go. Uh, if you're not for the things the players are for, you kind of have to go. Uh, I guess it's a good move. He's only a third owner anyway, right? So he's not like a majority owner, right? So here's the thing. He owns one third of the team, but he's sort of like Larry Tannenbaum in that he is sort of the guy that they voted to make decisions. So he gets the final say. So if, for example, he wanted to sell the entire team, he's allowed to do that. And then he basically sells the portions of the other um, uh, majority owners. So it's kind of a... Um, I wonder if that's a power play move that he just... Did I was going to say, it's a. we don't really know the details yet. We don't know if he's going to sell the entire team or just his one third. So before that, what what, what was the issue with this guy? Um, so just to do a quick recap, I, I believe we did talk about it in the previous episodes, but uh, he just fostered a terrible working environment. He was racist, sexist. Uh, there was a stories about him not knowing why he couldn't say the N word. Uh, last year, Jalen Rose said he called DeAndre in a lazy N word. Oh boy! Um, just think of just the most terrible boss, but also living in his own role. He doesn't understand what he's doing wrong. The billionaire's law. Exactly. But so just an overall bad dude, bad boss, and fostered a terrible environment. Um, and you know. I think getting rid of him was the right move. I think Phoenix got a clean house, though. 
Yeah, I, that's the problem. We, I don't, we I, don't know who else is involved in his like regime. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. You have to clean house. This All of his cronies have to go. It has to be a total rewrite, which is bad for the Phoenix Suns um, in terms of trying to win a championship and, and all the other things that we'll talk about uh, in our next pod uh, for Media Day for Phoenix as well. But uh, uh, just sticking with this, yeah, it's another like complete like management change kind of thing. You're in the middle of a buy, but then... Well, here's the thing, though. You got to imagine when you do get new owners, they're going to clean house anyways. They always want to put in the GM that they want. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I'm I'm sure it'll go that way. It's messy, though, right? You're just starting a season like two weeks out. Boston's doing this. Now, uh, well, Boston's a little better off than Phoenix, I'd say, because if Phoenix has to do this, they have to clean house. Like, they definitely have to clean house, whereas Boston sort of just kind of put the coach away a little bit, try to get the media to leave them alone and... Start the season fresh, I suppose, right? I think the one thing that would throw a wrench into things is if, say, Robert Sarver said, hey, I'm just going to sell my one-third of the portion, then do they clean house? Because maybe a lot of this front office is connected to the other owners. It's true. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my my uh, My personal belief is that one person doesn't necessarily... Getting rid of one person doesn't necessarily change the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but one person can affect the culture. Uh, so I guess with that said, I think there needs to be a invest a wider investigation into this. Yeah, I, I don't um, think this is the full solution, no. but it's part of the solution. It's sort of like on uh, when we talked about in our in our Squared Circle podcast about Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. I mean, you know, they're little stooges here and there that agree with right. this line of thinking that you sort of have to find those people too and say well this is not gonna work yeah the thing is they could easily just as much change and because a lot of the people are yes men so like if you're my boss you're a billionaire obviously i want a better life i want a raise i'll you know i'll agree with what you're doing the corporate corporate life right exactly yeah i mean not personally me that's not i don't know i've never been in that situation you'll do what's asked of you basically yeah that's what you're saying yeah but and like, if the top guy is asking you to do good things now, then yeah. maybe you change your ways. I, I don't want to be hypocrite because I've never been in that situation, yeah. so I don't know. But my own morals tell me I probably shouldn't. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> it, like, I, we, you and I can't fathom what it is to be at that level. Right. Uh, like, to be a billionaire, uh, to be a multimillionaire, to be right. the head of a huge organization like this. So... Um, that said, I do like I like I said earlier, I do think it is part of the solution. But you're right, there there's got to be more to change the culture. It can't right. just be all right. We got rid of the owner. Um, now we're good. But we're not hearing great things coming out of Phoenix right now, anyway. So no. that's kind of the odd part with Phoenix, especially considering that Luca came in there and did some Luca magic and made you guys disappear from existence in the well, playoffs. Right? You didn't know he's he's actually the uh, other two thirds owner of the Phoenix. Uh, sons <laughs> i can't take credit for that i saw that on reddit but uh uh yeah <laughs> breaking the fourth wall um so yeah uh but um at least that is a good a, a good thing a good, a good thing, thing to report on yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be we talking need about to that. get we need to out the bad people yeah so you know what's uh just to kind of segue a little off here I was really disappointed. Do you remember when Dallas had all that stuff come out? Yeah. And it almost felt like Mark Cuban got no heat off that. Nothing. Uh, I, I They probably did let go of a couple of guys, but it, it like 
And I understand Mark Cuban didn't have any direct allegations against him. Yeah. But this is your company. And I, I, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way to think, oh, man, like he's a billionaire as well. He's not as as up up and up as everybody might think and as, as he's perceived in the media. Right. So just a, a little a little note on the side there. But to to Mark Cuban's defense, while it has nothing to do with the workplace environment, did release a what a pharmaceutical company that sells, <laughs> you know, drugs at like a, a fifth of the price. For sure. So like I I don't know. I don't know personally what's going on there. He definitely handled it a lot better than these organizations seem to be handling it. Um, yeah, he got get, he he remained unscathed. Yeah, that, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Mark Cuban is Robert Sarver. Far from it. I just feel yeah. like he, uh, like there should have been a little bit more backlash on that because yeah. it was almost the same situation except he wasn't the one doing the, yeah. you know, fostering that environment. No, no. So, but uh, I mean, as an owner, you can't just say, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, I digress here. Now on to some good news. CJ McCollum gets a two-year $64 million extension from the New Orleans Pelicans. Yep. Well-deserved. Yep. It's funny, too, because I might have said that this was crazy money two years ago for CJ McCollum when yep. he was on Portland. But since he's been on New Orleans, he's been a different animal. He's been really good, yeah. And I think this is the leadership role that he wanted. He has a bunch of young guys, Brandon Ingram, Herbert Jones, Zion Williams. Um, these are great guys to be around. Um, he played really well, and he played that leadership role. And I saw the same dynamic with CJ and Dame that I saw with Lowry and DeRozan. They were good friends, and they just didn't know who was the leader and who was the clear-cut guy. They, you know, and I think that was sort of the issue with CJ and Dame not really, really working out. But CJ is the veteran on this team, um, and they've re-upped him. So I can only imagine that uh, they have high hopes for him, and we have high hopes. We have high hopes for New Orleans. Like Zion looks amazing. Brandon Ingram is Brandon Ingram. Herbert Jones was a great surprise. Who's one of the? He's one of the. He's a very young. He's a young player and a very good defensive player. Like defensive standout for sure. And then you got Jonas Valanciunas that'll help when everyone oh else got to take rest. I totally forgot about <clears throat> Jonas. The man had like a crazy three point streak to start the season last year. He was yeah. He was a top like. 20 fan fantasy player whatever right now going back to cj isn't it kind of crazy and i know hindsight is 2020 but isn't it kind of crazy that when he was on portland everyone was like portland needs to trade cj he's not going yep. to turn them into winner and now yep. we're looking between new orleans and portland you'd much rather bet on Port uh, new orleans than than portland despite portland having dame yeah new orleans <clears throat> looks like they're gonna be a force next year yep yep or, or sorry this coming season this coming season yep so uh, congrats to you, CJ McCollum. Well deserved. And the thing too is, they only re-upped him for two years. So, like, if it doesn't work out, they're not stuck with him. Well, they kind of are because he still had two years left. So now it's four years, four years. total. Um, but again, it's not crazy money either for the stats no. that he's putting up. No. Like thirty-two million, especially with the cap rising and rising. Like we're talking about contracts of people making close to fifty million these days. So thirty is like the new twenty. Yep. In terms of contracts. So, uh, but I'm glad he got the bag. I think he deserved it. And I think he really showed what he can do um, outside of the confines of Portland uh, last year. And, and I expect big things from him. And if Zion Williamson looks as good as he's been looking in media day, we got to imagine New Orleans is going to. Where do you have New Orleans? Just throw a number out there. Seating wise. Uh, um... Man, the West isn't as stacked this year. The East is a stack. So I see New Orleans. So New Orleans, 
they were eight seed last year, um, and they were also ten games under five hundred. <laughs> so uh, they definitely are going to be better than five hundred. So I see them anywhere between the fifth, maybe the fifth, sixth seed, something like that. Maybe higher. I really, it's hard to really gauge it because I'm also looking at Minnesota, who is a seventh seed team, ten games over five hundred, and I see them doing even better than that. Um, so it's gonna be, it's really gonna be tough to say. I mean, man, by all accounts, New Orleans could be like a top, you know, three, four, five, yeah. six team, right? Well, I, look on paper, there's no reason why they can't be better than Denver. Right. There's no reason, and I know this is kind of crazy because Dallas has Luca, but there's no reason they couldn't be better than Dallas. Dallas doesn't have anybody. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's no reason why they couldn't be better than and those teams. Like the only clear cut, and I wouldn't even say clear, but the only teams that I think would be better just based off of the fact that they've done well in the past is Memphis, who's surging, obviously, Golden State, um, Denver. No, like I said, Denver might might be worse than New Orleans. I don't see why uh, New Orleans couldn't be better than Denver. But like, I think for sure, for sure though, uh, Clippers. Oof, depends on health. Lakers. No. <laughs> Where do you got the Lakers? I guess that one also depends on health because it really comes down to Anthony Davis. If he's fully healthy, LeBron James or you know both those guys are 100. percent They should be a, a top four team. But the, the other thing is they can't be looking at rest. They need to win every game. This is that was his embarrassment last year. Thirty three and forty nine. Yeah, AD was injured. Well, I think they need to dominate the first half of the season, really build up the re- uh, record. Then you can take your rest days. Yeah, but they can't just bank on being able to rest uh, later in the season if they're not sure how their season's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. You, you know, New Orleans could be like. Uh, Anywhere from anywhere from three to eight, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Same with Minnesota. Same with Denver. Yeah, yeah. Same with Dallas. Yeah. Same with the Clippers. Clippers. Same with the Lakers. Yeah. Like it's the, really a, it's, the a, only, it's a free West. Right? The only surefire in in Memphis. Yeah. Golden Memphis. State. Golden State. Yeah. Phoenix. We don't really really know what's gonna happen if they're healthy. I mean, I mean, if their if their organization is healthy enough to assign it, but they should do well too, right? Phoenix should do well. Chris Paul is there. He'll make playoffs, but. What they do in playoffs is It's tough to story. say, though, yeah, because they do have some controversy, which we'll get to uh, in our next episode. We don't want to get too much into it. Uh, this is going to be a shorter pod for today uh, because it is uh, it is a Tuesday night, uh, not a regular pod night for us, Mark. No. Uh, you still alive? Still awake over there? I'm still awake. Got work in the morning? Definitely. <laughs> work in the morning. Oh, shoot. We're not billionaires? We're not. <laughs> not yet. Oh geez, definitely not billionaires yet. Uh, that's funny. Um, now let's see. What about here. what about the Raptors? So it was media day. Yeah, so we're not gonna get into the media day, but we will get into a little bit of Raptors talk. Right. Uh, what did you? Uh, what were your some of your standouts quickly uh, about the the Raptors in terms of media day? Like, um, I like the confidence Pascal uh, showed. He said, you know, he's been uh, he wants to be a top five, five player. player. Which I think is great. I think he has he's he has all the capabilities. He's been an All NBA. He's been an All Star. No reason. Well, I mean, top five though is hard. Yeah, that's okay. It's the mindset is there. Do you think he'd be a, a, even a top ten player this season? Yeah. I don't see why not. I really don't see why not. He's got to up the threes probably, and probably get a little more defense. And he's right there. His percentages are normally good. So okay, um, I don't see why not. His passing is. Maybe a little more, and that's it. Like he doesn't have he doesn't have much more to do. He's just gotta be. He's gotta take care of that ball, 
just a slight bit more because based off what Nick Nurse was saying, he's going to try and play G- GTJ and uh, Fred Van Fleet a little more off ball, which means Pascal or Scotty are, you know, they're going to be the ones bringing the ball up, right? Here's the thing, though, and put on your fantasy glasses. If you're saying he's going to be a, it could potentially be a, or yeah, possibly be a, be a top 10, yeah. he would have to be a first rounder. And, uh, yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, but That's Pas- a tough one. Pascal's going third for sure, and he occasionally will slip in second. So yeah, it's not like okay, it's not outlandish. I don't know. Because um, the other thing too, you got to remember, and just from a fantasy fantasy perspective, there's a lot of guys in second, a lot of guys in the second round that are considered top ten players, like Kawhi yeah. Leonard, right? Exactly. LeBron James, exactly. Right. And then on top of all of the guys that are actually in the first round. Right. So there's a lot of guys he's going to have to leapfrog, but got to respect the attitude. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, Love that Van Vliet added on to that, too. He was kind of saying, yeah, you guys uh, like Pascal now just because we're, everyone was dogging him last year. Yeah. So, you know, the... the Well, he got chosen like seventh, eighth round in fantasy. Yeah. Not to always bring it back to fantasy, but I think a lot of people slept on him. I don't think a lot of people are sleeping on him anymore. No. Um, but the thing is, we got another monster... Um, that's, you know, that's going to cause some trouble. That's going to help Pascal out a lot. And that his name is uh, the rookie of the year, the Kia rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, looking like Giannis Antetokounmpo with all the muscles he's gained over the summer. Oh, my God. He's been in deep bulk mode, clearly. He looks like a prime Dwight Howard with yeah. the, the size of his shoulders. It's ridiculous. And actually, OG looks huge. I don't know what these guys have been doing. What have they been eating? Mm, that's uh barbecue maybe, chicken maybe we need to get a little drug test over there <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding drug test over here um but uh yeah um these guys look jacked ready to go but scotty if you've if you've been following in the off season on the videos of his gameplay ooh, this guy has a little bit of a shot now mm-hmm. um we'll have to see if it translates onto the real court game but i don't see why not he's only getting better all his weaknesses he's working on, so I don't see why not. This is only his second year in the league. So I love the fact that Nick Nurse said Fred Van Vliet's gonna be uh play more off ball, uh more as a spot up shooter, which uh I think he is it fits his role perfectly. Right. And if we can see Scott uh Scottista Barnes over there Scottista become Barnes. the uh point guard of the Raptors, like imagine him being able to dish out to both GTJ and Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. And Siakam. And Siakam who can shoot threes. Right. OG. OG. Yeah. It's gonna like, be it's gonna be trouble. And he I think he can. Like you can see he has point guard in his blood too. Well, he was a point guard in college. Oh, there you go. Yeah, people forget that he played point guard in college. There you go. So and he's, he himself has uh, said in the the media day that he he sees himself as a point guard. He sees himself he playing all positions. Well, positionless basketball is what the Raptors are going for. Yeah. We're changing the leagues very very slowly, but we are doing it. So. Now now I'm hyped on the Raptors, but let's put a number. Let's put a number to the the fire here. Where do where do you see them? Probably in a tough East fifth or sixth. They're yeah. probably gonna be exactly the same as they were last year. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> I think we have a consistent team. We have a consistent squad. The Otter Porter Jr. ad was nice. He'll he'll mesh well with Ken Birch and uh, um, Thaddeus Young. Yeah, um, we're just we're just such a long defensive team. Uh, I think we're we'll have a little bit of trouble um, with scoring off the bench, but our starting five is stacked. I'm very scared. And but the thing is, our, even our, our bench team. got better as well. We got Otto Porter Jr. 
Um, I guess that's it. The thing is, they're not, they're not super offensive, right? Like, uh, okay, we got obviously Fred, Gary Trent Jr., OG, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal is our starting five, more or less. Right. Um, you have Otto Porter Jr., Chris Boucher, Precious Achua. They're not huge offensive guys. They, they'll score you a 10-piece. Yeah. Well, Otto Porter I like because he can shoot threes. And that's something we needed off the bench. Right. Is he like a heater shooter? No. But he can maybe get two, three threes yeah. a game, perhaps. And Malachi dropped 70 points. <laughs> so I'm hoping this guy was what I thought he was going to be last year. For the love of all that is mighty, please Pro Am Malachi show up to the NBA. This guy is looking like a heater out there. My goodness, yeah. a microwave, as they say. But I think this is going to be his last chance as well. Like, uh, I uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Now, the other thing I would like to see though is because we have such a stacked starting lineup, we gotta play one or two of those guys with a bench, and that way. Uh, we don't run into the issues of not having scores out there, and hopefully they do do that, and I'm sure they will. Do do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do do indeed. They now, do, one do, one team do. I do think will leapfrog and potentially get us into the top four is Miami. Is that a hot take? I think Miami's not going to be good this year. Yeah, that's how, that's how, that's how I'm feeling as well. I don't think they're going to be. That. I think the East is just too stacked for the Miami to keep up to upkeep. Whatever is going on. Well, I mean, they're just an aging team as well. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler's hair is not going to help that as well. Oh, don't, don't, don't spoil the media day talks. We've no. got another episode to record uh, this weekend. But Jimmy Butler is not even talking about contract extensions, which is a little worrying. It's almost as if he may actually think about leaving Miami. Is his contract up? Uh, no, not yet. It's uh, maybe a year or two left. Let me just check this real fast. Uh, Miami Heat. But yeah, going back to Miami while you check that up. Oh it, man, he has no, he has a long way to go. Oh. What the hell? Yeah, okay, that was weird. I don't know why that, that was a topic that was brought up. Yeah, he, so he's he's re, he's signed up until he has a player option in 2025, 20, 26 for $52 million. And I don't see why he would not take that. He's definitely going to take it and yeah. he's definitely going to be old. Yeah. I think that'll put him around what? 37. Oh, yeah, or 38. Oh, jeez. So. so they have Bam for the exact same amount of time, and he'll be 29 at the end of that. And they got Kyle Lowry for another two years <laughs> with Duncan Robinson actually also there for 25-26, making 20 mil. Ooh. Now, yeah, the thing I have uh, issue with is their roster makeup doesn't look like it's going to last for more than another year or two. Kyle Lowry, as much as I love him, as much as he's the groat, um, he is old. He's yeah. old, and uh, he's probably looking at retirement in a couple of years. Uh, Jimmy Butler is not going to be a, a first option when he's 38. Bam, it looks good. He's yeah. good. But yeah. Tyler Hero is a guy that looks like he's a little bit upset. And uh, he, yeah. <laughs> well, he's he wants to start. Pirelli said he's got to earn the spot or Which whatever. Which is crazy yeah. for, you know, a six man. Like, come on. And the other thing is he has a, so that they picked up the team option for this season. He's a free agent after that. So they got to re-up him as well. Yeah. So he's obviously going to be looking for max contract. Mm-hmm. I, and I think he'll get the max contract. But like I said, with Miami, they know how to swing trades, and I'm sure they'll find a way to get rid of Duncan Robinson's contract. And they always find a way to do these crazy, like, competitive moves. So Yeah, but the problem with Miami Heat, and we've talked about this before, is their draft picks are worthless. Yeah. Because they're it's always doing well, right? So it's got to be a funny player-player trade. You're, you, yeah, you could throw in your draft picks in there, but they're just not lucrative enough, right? Exactly. Sort of the same issue with the Raptors. Their draft picks are just not lucrative enough. 
No, yeah. Any team, basically. Any competing team. Yeah, any team in the East, top five, top six. Yeah, forget about it. Forget, forget, forget about forget it. Because, I mean, the Raptors could easily be a second-place team, too. It just depends on how hot we stay. Yes. Right? Stay. That's the main word. Like, we could stay hot, and it just... And we could just end up in second just randomly. They're like, oh, shit. Now, the one thing I want to see with the Raptors is I want to see how they'll be able to manage everyone's, uh, you know, minutes. Because, obviously, Fred Van Vliet played way too many minutes last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pascal, we probably want to also s- save a little bit for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Barnes, I'm not worried about. He's young. He can no. he can play all the minutes he can take. And yeah. same with Gary Trent Jr. But yeah. um, uh, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal, they hopefully they'll be able rest. to manage. Yeah. yeah. And about- that's why we're going to need Malachi Black and uh, Malachi Black, <laughs> <laughs> Malachi Flynn to to kind of step up in the least. House of Black, House of Flynn. Um, I I would also like to see OG run to the ground a little bit. We need to use him, but he does get injured quite. He often. gets injured that's quite the, often. That's kind of yeah. the problem. Yeah. So that's the issue with OG. He gets injured, and honestly, he wasn't really part of that championship run. So if Masai's got to make a move. OG might be the dude. Well, I think as it stands, though, OG's probably our best value because he's not really er- going to earn more than 20 mil on his next contract. Yeah. I, I, I well, don't he see can't. it at least. Well, he can't, make it, he can't make that money with us anyway. Yeah, at least. Yeah, exactly. Because, listen, as good as and as much as I love him and as good as he is in spurts, that's all you get out of him is spurts. So we get OG. OG has a team option, a player option in 24, 25, which he will definitely decline. It's mm-hmm. only $20 million. He's definitely going to decline that. And I don't see us giving him more. So that's 24, 25? 24, 25, yeah. Oh, so we got him for we a got him little a while. while. We have that's this good. season, next season, and then he has a player option for yeah. that season, which you won't take. Now, I'm worried a little bit about Fred Van Vliet. He was... Potentially could have signed an extension yeah. this offseason, but never happened. Yeah, so Freddie's making 21 this year, and then he has a player option for 22 next season, which he's also not going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought they really were going to get an extension done. Like, we saw yeah. one just get done with CJ McCollum. Like, yeah. But well, you know, Fred, he's going to bet on himself. The Raptors don't have anyone more for three years. Uh, yeah. Chris Boucher is the only one that's guaranteed three years. Because <laughs> OG's a player option, right, as right, well. So, yeah. Uh, we have uh, Pascal for another two years as well. So the rap, the and I think I've been seeing videos about this. That, like Masai has some big decisions to make after this season. And if anyone can do it, though, it is Masai. Masai yeah. So let's see what he does. But the the Raptors, I'm all in, man. This is gonna be a good season for us, and uh, it's gonna be fun. It's exciting. It's and, gonna be very fun. Yeah. The East is gonna be amazing this this it year is. to watch. So yeah. um, I don't want to get too much further into the NBA, or else we're not gonna have much else to talk about. So without further ado, I think it's time. It's time for the five point play, brother. All right, this week's uh, five point play. Top five NBA injury comebacks. Uh, you came up with this topic. Where did this one come from? Um, I think with the on the rise with the guys like Jamal Murray, who's going to be ready for a pre-cramp. Obviously, John Wall is ready. Not that he's one of the main factors of this. And obviously, Zion Williams coming back. Um, I think there's one guy that I'm actually missing, Dame Lillard coming back. Oh, Dame Bradley Lillard. Bradley Beal coming back. This oh, is like yeah, the, that's this, true. This is the revenge year for a lot of these guys to oh. prove that they're worth something. Dame falling to the second round is just blasphemy. Beal dropped into the third round, fourth round is insane yeah. in fantasy anyway. Um, so I thought, you know what? Let's, 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 let's look at some guys that have made some miraculous comebacks. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. 
uh, AD. Yeah. Jesus. Like it just, the list is, is, is actually a pretty long list there of guys that are making a huge comeback. This could change the league. This, the name value alone is insane. Like I still have, and I've been on this for the last two years since he left us, the Clippers winning a championship because Kawhi Leonard is that damn good, but he is getting that much damn older. But, uh, <laughs> Um, he, <laughs> he, that uh, damn injured, yo. Uh, but he, uh, he looks ready to go. Um, by all accounts, he's still quite fucking Leonard, the monster among men. Um, can still guard K- KD if he needs to. So uh, I still got uh, Kawhi Leonard there. So, um, yeah. all right, let's start. Uh, uh, speaking of which, I know. Start I off just, with the Clippers. Well, Why not, yeah. brother? So. Uh, yeah, go go for it. Uh, let's, I think we did a combined list. We didn't do one competing with against each other. But uh, if we did, it would be Paul George, a compound fracture of both bones in his lower right leg. Woo! And you still, I still remember that. Yeah, that was bad. That was brutal. He broke it, right? Yeah, it I, was uh, Sean Living. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I think everyone's gonna spoiler talk about. alert. Right. So yeah, Paul George's was very. That was a uh, the USA game. Yes, I believe it was. Um, yeah, Olympics and uh, man, they were rough. he was never the same after that, eh? But he came back to have a really good career. Like, uh, and it's not like uh, he came back as a role player. He came back as a first option. Like, yeah. he had MVP votes when he got to the Clippers originally. Uh, that that first season, um, OKC was there. He was amazing, and OKC also yeah. had MVP votes there. Yeah. So uh, the fact that he came back from this injury to be a top star the way he did, uh, he is number five on our list. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston alert. Sean Livingston Sean. alert. So this was major. He also snapped his leg and knee, whatever you want to say, torn ACL, torn PCL, torn men- meniscus, sprained MCL, dislocated patella. My God, the list is long. So you ever been to the works, the, the burger joint? Yes. This is what he got. He he got my the God. works here. My God, my friend. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, now that said, he, he, he had a lot of hype going he, into before that injury and he never really recovered in terms he of was, being a top star he was a six eight point guard yeah like he was the first of his kind yeah more or less besides magic johnson in the 90s 80s basically like a kevin durant of the guard world basically yeah um so he would never really reach that the pinnacle of uh superstardom uh, that a lot of people thought he might have early in his career but he did win a championship there with the golden go. state warriors there you go um, so yeah, I think in, in terms of what he had to come back from, he had a really good career. Yeah, all in stride, all in stride. So that was a that was a real nice one. I really I was really happy that he won. He seemed by all accounts to be a nice dude too. But these things are freak accident. Like my buddy at work played basketball Sunday and he found out today his meniscus is torn. So I mean these things happen. It's very scary. He's like limping around. He looks really depressed. He's like, man, I can't play ball now for a little while. I'm like. And, and don't forget, this was like a little bit before the advent of technology, right? Like uh, guys now tear an ACL or not ACL, but maybe, maybe like a meniscus. They remove a little piece of it and they're good to go. Yep. Uh, but back then, you know, ACL tears were pretty like could be career ending. Ending, yeah. 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 So, uh, so big up to Sean Livingston. Next up on the list, we got a number three over here. Mr. Rose himself, Kiss from a Rose, Derek Rose, who uh, tore his ACL in his left knee multiple times. Yeah. And he had some other injuries too. I think he had an ankle injury as yeah. well. Well, he was never the same after this as well. Never um, the same, but carved out a nice little well, career for himself. Oh, for sure. 22-year-old MVP or 24-year-old MVP. Yeah. Youngest yeah. MVP ever. 
was a complete monster on that court. Mm-hmm. He was just so powerful. His dunks were amazing. His hops were crazy. And that's most likely what did him in. It was just so powerful. And you can only maintain that power for so long. Well, one of the quickest first steps we've ever seen in the game. He was so quick, fast, yeah. uh, so fast, so athletic. Like you said, never really got back to his superstardom status, but he he's still playing in the league. He's he's a a, a very long career. Uh, he he's carved himself a nice role on a lot of these teams, and uh, for that he makes the list. Makes the list. Uh, this one's a little bit of not funny because I don't want to make fun of any of these guys, but the reason we have him on the list is is, is a, a little bit amusing, you could say. But Gordon Hayward cra- uh, cracks in here on the top five list. He had a fractured tibia, another one of those gruesome, gruesome, gruesome. Snaps. Yeah. Yeah, like snaps. Fractured tibia and dislocated ankle in his left leg. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and the funny thing is, and I, again, I don't want to use the word funny, but I'm going to use it, is that he's still considered injury prone. But the reason he's on this list, man got a max contract. Two max contracts. <laughs> man got two max contracts. Boston. And Charlotte. Yeah. And they don't even need him in Charlotte. No. no so he got two max contracts despite, uh, you know, having a gruesome, gruesome injury like this. So good for you, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. If that's not an NBA injury comeback, well, I don't, I don't know, know what, what is. is. Seriously. So, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, kind of a just a nice one to throw in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then to round out the list here, Mark, got, what do we got? We got the GOAT himself, or one of the GOATs. Kobe Bryant with the torn Achilles mm-hmm. still shot free throws, mm-hmm. made them, made them, and then walked off the court. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was insane. And he, he explained the, uh, I'll never forget it. He said, when you, when you tear your Achilles, it feels like your calf is touching the ground. And I was like, Ooh, that's a terrible feeling. What a description, eh? Yeah. I was like, I just put my foot, put your foot down right now, guys. Put your foot now and then think about your calf touching. Ugh. And just he, not and a feeling. You know why he shot those free throws, by the way? Why? The rule is, if you don't shoot your free throws, you can't come, come back, back in into the game. the game. So he was a coming. He was gonna so shoot. he had the mindset that, you know what? Maybe I might have to come back in this game. So let me yeah. shoot these free throws yeah. uh, just in case. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he never really reached the pinnacle of uh, basketball after that injury, but he still had a really had good games. Well, he yeah, well, his last game was amazing, the mm-hmm. 60, 60 point game, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So he 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 uh, retired in style, but this injury is very debilitating. For KD sure. KD had the same injury for sure. He's been more or less like in and out for two three years. Uh, I think Kobe Bryant made like one year off and he came back and yeah. he played yeah the lakers weren't really in a playoff position he still played hard well the um, other thing about that too decent. is he didn't really have a good roster around him at yeah, that time no no you know that was you know a bunch of young but at that point yeah but at that point kobe kobe was called because like i'm gonna go in and win but unfortunately it didn't work out that way but an amazing recovery from an amazing person uh, amazing player um, and just such a crazy story that when he tore it he, he hit those free throws because he's thinking to come back in the game so this man didn't doesn't know any pain so exactly uh, just great so that is it for the five point play and that is it for the wrestle ball courtside podcast um make sure to tune in next week when we talk about media day so last words mark cero mero